0: again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelsner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Caleb Roberts, and we're going to explore TikTok ads and really how they're very, very different than Facebook ads and the opportunity that presents itself for those of you that are willing to get your feet wet on TikTok ads. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button, which is now called the follow button, I guess so that you don't miss out on our future content. By the way, have rising Instagram and Facebook ad costs got you looking for a better way to nurture people and grow your business? What if there was an easier way to reach prospects and customers? Would you consider it? Imagine easily communicating with people who are ready, willing, and able to buy your products without having to pay outrageous fees to the social platforms. What would that do for your business? This is the power of Drip, your very own e-commerce revenue engine. Drip is the same email platform that's powered Social Media Examiner for years. And here's why we love the platform. Number one, native integration with Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento, and BigCommerce. This means every page people visit and every product they purchase are all tracked inside of Drip. With this data, you can trigger automated actions that help you market sell. Number two, Facebook and Instagram ad integration. If you still want to retarget people on your list who visit your sales pages, but don't purchase, you can do that very easily with Drip's first party data that won't get blocked by iOS 14 updates. Number three, email and SMS integration. No need for multiple tools. Drip handles email and text messaging in one elegant solution sounds interesting, right? Consider upgrading to the platform that powers Social Media Examiner. Visit drip.com slash SME and start your free 60-day trial. You'll also get a free guide that shows you what's possible with Drip and e-commerce. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Caleb Roberts. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Caleb Roberts. If you don't know who he is, you need to know Caleb. He is a TikTok ads strategist and agency owner who helps e-commerce businesses leverage the power of TikTok. His Facebook group is called Profitable TikTok Secrets and his podcast is called The Business of Blowing Up. Caleb, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, hey, glad to be here. Super excited.
0: I'm super excited to have you, Caleb. And today, you guessed it, we're going to talk all about TikTok ads, which is something we've never done on this show before. So I'm super excited to get into the weeds with you, Caleb. But before we do, let's start with your story. How the heck did you get into TikTok ads? You can start wherever you want to start.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the beginning would be how I even got on TikTok. I mean, I'd heard for Probably a year to two years from Gary V just preaching about getting on TikTok. <laughs> and I think it was in January of twenty twenty when I started thinking, like, let me start making content or at least plan that out as like a new year goal. But I'd been on TikTok for a year and just like, you know, been lurking on the platform because I liked the whole dancing aspect, but then I had seen this change in the last three months, like. December of 2019, that there was educational content being put out on the platform. And I was like, oh, well, this levels the playing field for me. And I planned on doing it. Then, you know, coronavirus hits and I had had Facebook ad agency on the side and a media and a production company. And we mostly did weddings. So I would send out videographers, photographers and you know, just just run that, and on the side, run Facebook ads for people because I really loved the whole marketing aspect, and I saw that's where I would eventually go if I ever got out of weddings. Well, coronavirus forced me out of weddings because <laughs> it became illegal, right? And uh, <laughs> you know, you couldn't have any of those events, and then everyone like pushed their weddings back, and I had all this free time, so I was like, well, let's get on TikTok, let's just try it out, and I didn't like prepare any content. I honestly just like woke up from a nap one day. I was on TikTok and then someone made a really dumb video. It was like about how to make money. And I was like, that is like super basic advice about a side hustle. Let me tell you about a side hustle that I thought was really good that people don't know about. And it was about creating 3D virtual tours for real estate agents. And more specifically, I had done it just to make extra money during the pandemic. And I saw that, you know, it was a very niche area that was very underserved. And all you need to do was have this $200 360 camera. So I made a super quick video. If you go back and look at my first video, you'll hear like my voice is lower and I kind of look tired. And I'm talking super slow. And I was like, let's just get 100 views, hopefully a 1000. And it hit 100 views that first day. And I was like, okay, sick, let's let's keep this going. You know, people don't hate me. And then that night, I just get blown up with notifications and I get thousands of followers and and then 100,000 views over the next few days. And I'm like, what is going on? So from there, people started to ask more about that specific side hustle. And I made a part two, part three. And then I even made a download and 2,000 people downloaded it after I had launched it.
0: When and you say download, you mean some sort of a offer that somebody had to opt into? Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It was a free little download. To explain. I like worked for like six hours on this free PDF. I would tell them exactly how I was getting jobs using Facebook ads and then how to service ah. that specific side hustle. I, I really just wanted to help people. That was that's really where it came from. I didn't intend on making any money off of it, so I... I was like, whoa, this is crazy. 2,000 emails out of nowhere for free off of this platform. Like this is like a beast like that nobody's talking about. So then TikTok became my marketing case study and people started asking for a course. I was like, let's try out a mini course. Can mini courses do well on TikTok? I sold that two months later and then. I made a like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars off of like a seventy-five dollar course. And then I was like, whoa, let's let's look at more stuff. And then people were hiring me for Facebook ads because I was teaching people about that. And then I was like, Okay, this is absolutely insane. The the results I'm seeing here, like the the click through rates, the audience demographics, this is insane. I'm going to go all in on TikTok and I'm going to network with them.
0: When you say network with them, what do you mean by that?
1: Network with TikTok directly, like TikTok corporate. Ah, see if there is a way to talk with them about their future plans for ads, and eventually, I did that. I, I made videos directed at TikTok. I would lead people to their small business webinars, and they noticed me. Then I was like, okay, we're going all in. We're going to be a TikTok ad agency, and I slowly got clients and tested out things, and you know, built up case studies and. I fell in love even more with TikTok and, and what they were doing to transform the ad space and, and marketing space of of how users interact with brands. So that's initially how I got on there was was being converted myself and becoming addicted.
0: <laughs> so when did you decide, you know, we're recording this in 2021, in the spring of 2021. When did you decide you were going to go all in on TikTok ads? Do you remember when that was approximately?
1: Well, I mean, I made the full jump, I guess, like where I, I stopped servicing any Facebook ads clients or any general marketing clients in November of 2020. That's like where I I severed all ties, basically. Wow. But I started the process of transforming my business probably around August of 2020. So yeah, like December, it was super hard because I was really scared. I don't know anyone else who's a TikTok-only ad agency And, you know, coming up with different services whenever nobody else is doing it is kind of complicated. So I had to test out a lot of things like sometimes I would charge people just for like giving them content ideas. And then we tried scripting and then we tried ad stuff and and content creation.
0: So TikTok hasn't had their ads platform for that long, right? Or have they?
1: No, it was fully launched, like in the U.S. at least, widely available in 2020. I don't remember when around July of 2020 is when it was fully and you didn't have to like get interviewed to be put into the program.
0: Got it. Yeah. So tell us what you're doing today. I mean, obviously it's not that far after you decide to go all in but things probably no, have no. evolved a little bit so tell us what you're doing now.
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah, so um we focus on TikTok ads obviously, but what we'll talk about I guess is is content creation is at the heart of what TikTok ads are. So we mostly focus on branding the account, getting them perfectly set up to run ads by creating high-quality content that we know works with that audience. And so we try and get organic sales just off of running their profile by either making content for them or helping them make their own content with their teams and facilitating that process. And then we run ads to the successful videos.
0: Perfect, and you're targeting what kinds of prospects or what kinds of, who are your ideal customers these days?
1: Yeah, so our ideal customers are more uh, e-commerce brands who are either medium-sized businesses or, or larger, because on top of that, we also help people get into retail, because I've partnered up with the creator of the Wow, and she's been on QVC HSN, and we partner up with using TikTok as a way to prove that people can be put on TV or in Walmart, so we really want a scalable business that's ready to do big product offerings and just huge sales.
0: But for the record, you do not have to be a mid-sized e-commerce business in order to benefit from what we're going to be talking about today, right?
1: Yeah, not at all. It's That's not our only customer. I help solopreneurs sometimes. I've helped coaches. Right. When it's worth the big product offer, like if they sell $2,000 to $5,000 coaching, mentoring, whatever. Right. That's also really good for TikTok, surprisingly.
0: You have some background with your Facebook ads agency. Your side hustle is a Facebook ads agency. And of course, you've been a business owner. And there's a lot of small business marketers who are very familiar with Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And obviously, even the mid and large size are listening as well. But they're asking this question, like, why should I consider TikTok for advertising? <laughs> so give us some of the lay of the land outside of your own personal story of why TikTok, because so many marketers, like the majority of the people listening right now, are all in on Facebook ads. Meaning, if they're doing advertising, that's where they're doing it, right? So, why TikTok?
1: Yeah, it's funny you should ask, because like on Clubhouse, when I'm on there, people ask me the same exact. They're like, I've never thought of TikTok as like a viable option. Go on, convince right. me. So, right, right. <laughs> so I'm always like, well, first of all, over seventy percent of TikTok is over the age of eighteen. Sixty four percent around there is over 20 years old. So it's no longer a kid's app. Mm. It's no longer younger Gen Z that's on there. There's a decent amount of people. I suspected this for a while, and this was before they had even put out their demographics for everyone on their updated demographics because my main audience was like above 30 years old. And was like a small business owner of like 10 years. And I was like, I'm like tapping into like a special market. And then on top of that, on average, users open the app eight times a day and spend 52 minutes a day on the app. Mm. You know, I found that out too. I suspected the same thing because I was a part of that audience and and I spend way more than 52 minutes a day on the app.
0: Help everybody who's not on TikTok understand why they open it eight times a day, because there's a lot of people listening that do not actively use TikTok. Oh, yeah. Why do people pull it up eight times a day?
1: Well, this is my favorite part of the app is the For You page. It's what sucks everyone in because it it only takes like a day or two for TikTok to learn what you like to see. And it will always serve you the content. So unlike YouTube, like if you start out as a YouTube creator, You have to like build out a way to get in front of your audience. TikTok wants your content to be seen by as many people as possible. They will not push down people. They want people to stay on the app. So they're going to find your audience for you. And that means that people are always seeing the things that they want. And they do that by creating like lookalike audiences. And they're like, okay, this, these people like it. Like, okay. These people may like it in a bigger area. And these people may like it in an even bigger area of, of like who they are. So that's, that's what keeps them on. It's just like, you can't leave because you're like, oh, I just got to finish this video. Okay. I got to finish. this Is it mostly
0: people <laughs> looking for a mental break? They're looking for entertainment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of like they're in theta, you know, they're just like mindlessly scrolling, entertaining. It's like doing nothing and doing something at the same time to fill your time. And it's no longer you have to avidly go to like Netflix and, and like try out a show. Just this great micro content that hooks you immediately.
0: It's generally pretty positive content too, right? Oh
1: yeah, for sure.
0: On the other social platforms, they can bring you down a little bit, but I understand the stuff on TikTok sometimes makes you smile and laugh quite a bit, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I have a good dose of business content and DIY content. But I still see like viral videos that aren't necessarily made by kids or, or dancing teens. It's like adults talking about the funny parts of being a parent right. and you know the family dynamics. It's really a community-based platform at its core.
0: Any other statistics or reasons why? Oh, yeah. Go for it.
1: Yeah. So the cost per click, the lowest that we've had for cost per click is is $0.11. Wow. This is only for the U.S. that I've seen. $0.11 and we reached 4.4 million people and the CPM was $1.50. Wow. And I was just like blown away by the results because... I've even tested two different types of videos inside of TikTok ads where it's cost per click on a video that's not targeted. Let's say like someone wants just to get a, a bunch of views on a video and they're starting out on the platform. Their cost per click would be a whole dollar more if they didn't make the right type of content. Their CPM would be a whole $2 more if they didn't make the right type of content. And These these are just people that just want to like blow up their videos and, and have them look nice and you know, they're, they're just getting on the platform. But whenever we had really targeted videos that, that had proven to be viral and we were just putting more money behind an already viral video, that's how low your cost can be. You know, this isn't targeting India for like page likes on Facebook. This is American CPMs and cost per click. And, and I was just blown away by how cheap it was. Honestly, like I wouldn't say TikTok ads is like, you know, the next big thing right now but I can see it being the biggest thing in the future because of how cheap I'm seeing it be right now.
0: Very cool. So what I'm hearing you say is that this is far more economical than what you've experienced on the other platforms. And it's also able to deliver results much faster is kind of what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Because absolutely. TikTok by its very nature does something that is also kind of full immersive kind of advertising, if I'm not mistaken, right? With Facebook, you can just scroll right on through an ad, but this is full screen immersive, right? Yes. I mean, that's another advantage, right? You're like, you're there and sounds like a lot of ads don't even look like ads. And that's another advantage, right?
1: Oh yeah. You can see people getting mad about it right now because sometimes they don't even realize it's ads. But if it looks like an ad on TikTok, then the users will tear you apart (laughs) because they don't want to feel like they're being sold to.
0: We're going to get to creative in just a bit. So Let's dig a little bit deeper on how TikTok ads differ from Facebook ads. What is it that everybody needs to know that might be familiar with Facebook ads that is different about TikTok?
1: Well, I mean, photos are non-existent on TikTok and you can't just make a slideshow of photos either for TikTok. Like I was saying.
0: You could, but it probably wouldn't work.
1: Yeah. You know how you can test out videos versus images, you, you can't even try that.
0: I see. So everything is moving is what you're saying. Everything is animated. Everything is video.
1: Yeah. And their pixel tracking isn't as robust as TikTok's pixel tracking isn't as robust as Facebook ads. So it's it's pretty hard to retarget when it comes to TikTok ads. And a weird thing is you can't hook up your credit card to your account. I don't know why they don't have that yet.
0: Really? Yeah. How are you supposed to pay? What, do they just give you an invoice?
1: You just load up how much you intend on spending. Huh. It depends on your ad account too. Like, And we can talk about the different ad accounts, but TikTok ad accounts also are only readily available in the U.S. So you can get... An ad account like right now, if you have a business in the U.S., otherwise, worldwide, you have to go through, I think, a, a process of like being interviewed, mm. like how it used to be with TikTok ads.
0: Are we referring to their self-service uh, yeah, ad platform right now? OK, cool. Because you can go through an agency, right? I mean, that's the other side of it, isn't it?
1: That is the other side. Yeah.
0: But we're referring to the self-service TikTok versus the self-service Facebook, really, right?
1: Yeah. So self-service Is only available in In the US, in America. Yeah.
0: So you said the tracking pixel isn't as robust. Can you tell us what it can do? Do they have a pixel that you can put on your website? You're just saying it's not very reliable?
1: Yeah, it's, it's not reliable because the first problem is it doesn't update. You have to create a new audience. Like audiences don't update. You have to create a new audience every time you get more data. So with Facebook, every time you get a new event, just uploads into that audience, right? So you can immediately retarget and you can just have those retargeting campaigns running. With TikTok, you have to just constantly refresh it. I don't know why they can't refresh the pixel data that, that like comes in. So I've even been told that I should target for in-app events rather than pixel data.
0: I get that. But you know what? We're moving, it seems like, towards... A world where pixels aren't going to even be part of the future anymore with the new iOS updates coming and everything mm-hmm. like that. So, I totally get that. What else? What else is different about it? Good, bad, or indifferent? You know, as far as the way it works on TikTok versus the way it works on Facebook.
1: Well, I mean, their categories and and they don't have as many categories. You, it's not like I can target creators on like creators' audiences on the platform like I can different pages or interests or celebrities people are interested in. Got it. So there's around 15 targetable interests in 102 categories together. And, you know, that's way, way, way smaller than Facebook's targeting and can make it a little bit harder.
0: Let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of those targetable interests and what are some of those categories? Because I think that's going to be really important for people to understand.
1: Yeah, so this is the weirdest thing about this because some of them are extremely specific, like ridiculously specific. I was was just looking at it and there's role-playing games, like they have a whole category for that. Huh, okay. They have a whole category for uh, new age games. They have a whole slime category for people who are interested in slime. And there's, of course, a category for lip syncing, but also talent categories like if someone has a talent in magic you can target that too it's not the typical targeting options you would see but where it's more so the viral categories that everyone is used to seeing on TikTok is what you can target and they have enough audience data to go okay we can make sure this is what we can target in but if I go to like lifestyle there's only daily food daily life food, travel, and then in travel, you can target itineraries. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's, it's just a super, super basic form of what it is. And, and what's also interesting is there's interests and then categories. So the interest is more broad and then the category is going deeper into what the audience is.
0: So you have to pick it, it. So when you said like role playing games or whatever, is that an interest or is that a category?
1: That is a category.
0: So what would be the layer above it? That's the interest, if you will. So, I,
1: well, so it's not necessarily needed that you choose an interest. I was even told by TikTok account managers that they're going to take away interest because category seems to be more useful.
0: Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay,
1: because it's almost like repetitive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so interest targeting is, if I'm not mistaken, kind of how Facebook works, right? But they happen to have like practically everything you could possibly imagine. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Do you think the reason why they're so limited is because they just haven't had that many big advertisers on the platform and probably they had to manually figure this out for maybe a slime company or a gaming company or something, and then they made it available for everyone through the self-service platform? Are you getting a sense that that might be why they're so in this place? Okay.
1: Yeah, they they definitely need more advertisers to get more data on there. But they're also like they rushed to get this ad platform out there so that they could become more profitable in the U.S. So they're kind of like every time I talk with the TikTok team, they're like, yeah, you know, we're just new to this. So we're just figuring it out.
0: So do they target business categories and do they target like, I don't know. I mean, like if, if you're a business to business, is it too early for this platform or if you're selling information? like, you know, courses, all that kind of stuff, can you target people that are interested in small business or entrepreneurship or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So there's no categories for targeting business to business or like doing like info products. But the only type of way that you can target those people is if you make an account and post content and then TikTok finds that because I've sold courses, I've sold several thousand dollar mentorships, whatever, consultancies. And I've met, I've sold business to business with my ad agency, and that's gone fine. But your livelihood relies on the algorithm finding your right audience, depending on the correct data you give the algorithm. Like, are you making good enough content to reach those people? Otherwise, The only way to find out who is watching those videos and to guess who those interests are and categories are is just by making those videos and then reading the comments and then leading them through a funnel and then going, okay, I see that they mostly fit in this category and they're interested in this. But otherwise, there's no way of doing that when it comes to TikTok ads.
0: So help me understand the strategy here, then if you can't target, but you know they're there right? Because Mm -hmm. as you said, there's a huge amount of, well, actually you didn't say how many people in America are using it. Do you have any sense of how many are on TikTok right now?
1: Pretty sure it's... uh, Off the top of your head, a range? I think it's 10 million users a month.
0: Okay. It's probably even more is my guess. Let's just say tens of millions for the sake of this conversation are on there in America alone. Chances are pretty good the people that you want to target are on there, but it sounds like TikTok ad platform isn't quite sophisticated enough yet to know... To classify those people into interests?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's 80 million monthly users for the U.S., sorry. 80 million,
0: yeah, okay, good. Like I said, tens of millions. (laughs) So can you market to people who watch your videos? And is there like a lookalike kind of thing where you can market to people that are like the people that watch your videos? Because I think a lot of people right now are trying to wrap their brain around, well, how in the world is this going to work for my business?
1: Yeah, so that's only available to ad agency accounts. So there's a beta option that you can use where you run views to ads, right? So this is what we did with a company that was targeting uh, 14 to 15-year-olds, which is a super small audience even for TikTok. 14 to 15-year-olds, that were interested in taking their permit test. So they were wanted to buy a study guide. You're talking
0: about driving permits or are you talking about something else? Yes, Okay.
1: driver permits. Yep, okay. So we made videos and we saw it was mostly user-generated content and there was no companies on there. So we took over the hashtag permit test and we we started pumping it full of our videos. Then it went viral. Then we got 80,000 new followers and we're like, okay, let's let's now run adds to it, and then create a lookalike audience off of that, and then retarget those people. So if I just target all of TikTok, and then I run it, and then I save that in-app data, then I can retarget those same people. And that's like, because if you try and target 14 to 15 year olds on TikTok, that's near impossible, right? And they don't even tell you.
0: Does that mean you can target the hashtag?
1: You can't target hashtags. And that's a new thing that just came out is, If you put a hashtag in your description, you have to own the hashtag or be authorized to use that specific hashtag. So that's also another complicated thing. Like you can't like go off of hashtags alone. Okay. But like the main problem with TikTok is, you know, their user base is so low, but they have to keep within the laws of targeting children for ads. I see. So they won't even tell you their audience size whenever you target 13 to 17 year old, which is an audience category. Mm. So we didn't even know how many people we were targeting. We didn't even know if we were hitting the right people. Got it. So yeah, we had, it was a kind of roundabout way of like targeting those same people.
0: So just to be clear, in this particular case for this DMV permit training test customer of yours, you created some content, it got a certain level of virality. And then did you turn that very content into an ad? Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yeah, so that's what the beta ad is, is you can get an ad code, Every video on TikTok has an ad code if you go into the privacy settings and you can authorize a video to be used in an ad. Usually big influencers are the ones doing this with huge companies. And then I load that video into the ad platform and then I can now put a a button over the video. And anyone who sees the video, if they like it, if they view it, it's going to be shown on my profile as if that was an organic view or uh, they can follow the profile. Whereas you can't do that on the self-serve ad platform. So yeah, we would make it look like a regular video because it was, and it had done good as a regular video. The only difference was there was a button on there with a call to action on the button.
0: Okay. So that call to action, do you have flexibility as far as what you can put inside of that call to action button?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So it can be like click here or download now or free PDF, something like that. Or is it just a, a select list of actions?
1: Yeah. So you can't like type in your own call to action, but it's like click here, download, follow, learn more. Got it. Stuff like that. All the regular ones.
0: Now turning that organic video into an ad is something you can only do if you happen to be working through an agency. You cannot do that with the self-service. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Even if it's your own account. Yep. Fascinating. Okay. So this is going to probably be a perfect transition into how the heck do we create ads that look organic because I think by now a lot of people are perplexed about the um, (laughs) limitations, right, of the platform, right? Like this is nothing like Facebook at all. (laughs) So how in the world do we actually create ads on this platform that work? Because maybe this will connect all the dots for everybody who's confused right now.
1: Yeah. So the basic process of, of that I always suggest for making sure that it's going to work before you spend money is by creating an account for the brand that or product or whatever you're making your ad for putting out, I don't know, probably 10 to 15 videos, seeing which one performs the best and then loading that into your ad account.
0: Ah, so this is important. So you can take an existing video and then you can download it if you will and re-upload it as an ad. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yep. On a self-serve ad account, you can do that. So that's what I do is, is I just test it out organically on regular accounts because if TikTok's going to find the audience, they're going to find the audience. Right. And it's going to give me the data. And then I just download it from TikTok without the watermark. And then I re-upload it to a self-serve ad account. And then you're going to re-upload the profile picture. What does that mean? So because you can't connect your account from TikTok to your ad account, you're going to have to upload a temporary profile picture Ah, okay. because it needs to look like a regular account. Like it's an organic piece of content. That's what Uh, TikTok wants.
0: So these are completely separated. Then what you're saying is there's no correlation between your, like on Facebook, you've got your Facebook page, which is representing you when you advertise, but you're saying on TikTok, they're totally separated. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yes. When you have a self-serve ad account, let's let's say you go ads.tiktok.com, you make an account right now. You cannot connect your post, whatever you posted on that account to your ad account. It's going to be a placeholder that mm. just shows up in the For You page.
0: Got it. So that means that they can't really follow an ad. They can just interact and engage with an ad. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They can't follow the account. Those views are not saved. Nothing is saved.
0: Interesting. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is that first set up an account for your business or your product or your personality or brand or whatever, and start making videos that you know are going to work on TikTok. And at Social Media Examiner, we've got stuff on our YouTube channel. We've done podcast episodes about this. I'm sure Caleb is going to talk about this on his podcast, but assuming you've got some that work organically, right? Which means the algorithm has found that this content is engaging with people. That's the signal to you that this might make for a good ad, right? That's the pre-requirements, if you will, so you don't waste money on your ads, right? Exactly. Let's talk about some of the elements of the creative side of it that do work really well in ads. Like, talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so like I said earlier, TikTok is a community-based platform and they really, really want a connection between you and the audience, whether that be a brand or a person and them. It's not like you making Harmon Brothers commercial it's funny produced, overly produced almost, and looks like kind of like a TV show, right? Right. What we want is it to look raw. And like, even if I suggest all the time to everyone to film on their iPhone, their smartphone, to make it look more raw and real and connect to them. Because what we're seeing on TikTok is people don't like a manufactured reality, like on Instagram or Pinterest. People like a real reality and they want to connect with you. They want to ask you questions. They want to ask more about the product that they're seeing. They want to know, like they'll just communicate. It's a really a communicative platform. Real quick
0: question. Does that mean you can put comments on the ads and you can message the platform or no? I mean, message the ad creator?
1: No, you can't message the ad creator.
0: But you can leave comments or no?
1: It's not like on Facebook where you can comment back and forth. Okay. Unless you work with an agency right. and you do connect your account, then you can do that.
0: What about comments?
1: You can you can reply to comments with by going through an agency.
0: Okay. With the self-service ads, there's no comment feature at all is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. Okay. Well,
1: there is a comment feature, <laughs> but it's almost just to make it look more real.
0: I see. It's not like the traditional comments that you would have on TikTok, right?
1: No. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of big adverti- big companies that are advertising on there just turn off comments because they can't defend
0: themselves <laughs> in the
1: comments if they have a bad ad.
0: Do you recommend turning off comments then on your ads?
1: I would not because people get mad when you turn off comments. And you should only turn off comments if you aren't confident in your own ad. I see. It's viewed as cowardly and they won't respect your brand or who you are if you just turn them off because that's what they want is transparency.
0: But be prepared that you might have some negative comments in there and there's not much you can do about it or can you delete the negative?
1: It's not like Facebook where you have, you know, that conservative old, 60 year old guy that's, that just hates every ad that comes across his feed and will it just insult you and your family on the ad. Cause he's looking at it Right. <laughs> that we see like all the time on Facebook.
0: And no offense to those of you that are listening that happen to be that person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, no, None at all. Yeah. So it's not like that, right. Where, you know, there's a bunch of angry people, but if they detect something's off, there you aren't being transparent or it seems too good to be true then yeah. they're going to say stuff about it and they're going to be like well why is this happening that doesn't make sense if you said this
0: with the comments though they're not generally like flying over the top of the video or anything right you have to like know how to look at them am i right or am i wrong
1: yeah you have to click on the right side and click on the comments
0: tab got it okay all right what else do we need to know about creating ads on tiktok
1: when you make the creative, you want to have subliminal messaging almost because because it's a raw platform, because it's a community platform. The way to sell on TikTok is by manufacturing a friendship with the audience. And it's as if you're referring them to the product because you love it so much. Or I've seen ones where you compare different videos or compare different companies to each other. And you're like, this company does this. We do this. You're not exactly saying they suck but you're subliminally saying that and you're saying that we have thought more about our product than they have and it's almost like you're assuming they, they can learn from what you're saying that that's a better product not this is why you should buy our product blah 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 no we found that there is a problem in the market created by blah, blah blah and they don't and they create products like this. So we wanted to change that. So we made a product like this and we worked for years on this and we tried this and, and now it's here for you. It's kind of like a Kickstarter, you know, Kickstarter aspect, like they want to support a cause. They want to support a new product. They want to support the brand.
0: How long do we have in the video ad? What's the duration length?
1: Up to a minute.
0: Do you recommend going that long?
1: I recommend uh, 30 to 45 seconds.
0: And do you get billed no matter what, even if they watch just the first second of it? Or how does that work?
1: The view options are two seconds or seven
0: seconds. What does that mean, or?
1: So you you can target for, if you're targeting for video views, you can target for a two second video view or a seven second video view.
0: Which one do you recommend?
1: Uh, Two seconds.
0: Why is that? If it's like a 30 second video, what's the advantage there?
1: I just like that because you get more data that way. And I suggest the seven seconds like in the retargeting to get Better data, but I just top of funnel event two second retargeting seven second.
0: Can you retarget someone who's watched a video with another video?
1: Like watched one video on your profile, then a second one?
0: Well, they've watched one of my video ads, right? For more than seven seconds. Can I, but maybe they never clicked. Can I target them again later with another video?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can. And, th- and there's targeting options for like watching to the end of the video and you can target people who commented on your video.
0: Perfect. Now, What's the option for, is it really easy for people to skip past the video? Like, you know how on YouTube you can skip it immediately or is it for, are they forced to watch the entire video? How does that work? Yeah,
1: they're never forced to watch it. Okay. Um, it, it you, you really have two seconds before they swipe.
0: What should we do in the first two seconds? It sounds like that's the critical time, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... <laughs> That's the hardest part of TikTok is is the hook. You know, you got to give them a reason to keep on watching. I remember making a ad for a prank company that sold what looked, it was a package that looked like they were selling used panties. And it's supposed to embarrass someone. So you send it to them as if they're like buying used panties offline or something like that. And that's kind of a hard product to explain within two seconds. Right. So the way that I made the video is I slammed down the package on a desk that was full of money and trash and I wiped it off, like wiped all the trash and money off. And I was like, this is why you need to look at this product. And people were like, the whole point was to like, just have a lot of movement, catch their attention and then give them a reason to keep on watching.
0: Ads always had the video on, right? I mean, the audio on, right? Yes. By the way, where were you going with that slam down thing?
1: Oh, yeah. It can be hard. But first, there's a reason why they're targeting for two seconds or three seconds because they know that's all the time you have left. So if you can give them a shocking two to three seconds or if you can give them a reason to keep on watching, that's how you can get them. So you you tell them exactly what they're going to be watching for the next 30 seconds. That's one way of doing it or just shocking them and, and just like a pattern interrupt because they're used to scrolling if they're not interested and they can assume what's going to happen next and they feel like they know what they're going to see next and they're not interested.
0: There's a lot of amazing creators already on the platform. Does it ever make sense to go to them and ask them to create an ad that you can use on your ads platform? You know, maybe not something that they're going to post on their post, but like they're going to actually create for you. I mean, working with influencers, does that make sense on the platform? Yeah,
1: I have worked with influencers and I think it's almost the same as if you would do it because it depends on their audiences and it depends on if they even know how to sell, right. like sell your product. So I would do it the same way. This I've done it before with other ones where I hire out 10 influencers. I post each of their videos on our profile or we watch what happens whenever they post it to theirs. And then we put money behind the ones that perform the best. right? So it's kind of the same, depends on your budget like there's some huge creators where if you just pay them then you're like almost guaranteed to get views just because of their numbers, right? But I like micro content creators because they they try harder, you know, they they don't just like go off of like yeah, I have a million or 2 million followers. You're lucky to be working with me. Micro content creators are happy to be working with you or micro influencers are happy to be working with you on their first brand deal and they're going to try and make sure that you get results and they really want to help you out. So, you know, I've found that I'm better at selling than most influencers, but that's because I'm on the app. So you just have to make sure that they really know how to sell, which is like the most important part.
0: Where do you see TikTok going in the next six months, if you will, on the ad side of things? Have you seen enough innovation that you have reason to believe it's going to get a lot closer with the targeting functions and some of the other limitations that are there right now? And maybe that's going to go away here in the future. You might be under NDA and you can't tell us everything, but do you have a sense that there are certain things that are coming that will be more exciting here in the future?
1: Oh, absolutely. They're already testing out putting links in every video. They're already testing out live shopping channels and selling things live with products inside of live feeds.
0: When you say links inside of every video, do you mean organically or do you mean with ads?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it pops up as a smaller button, huh. like on to, Like if you're talking about a specific product, you can just link it. They're testing that out with Wikipedia links right now. And what we can really see is like everything that they're doing with their Chinese version of TikTok, you can almost expect that's going to come to America soon enough because America's making TikTok the most money right now. And that's who they're testing all these features out with. So, yeah, I mean, they have a huge live shopping channel when it comes to their Chinese app.
0: Douyin, Yang or whatever the heck it's called or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Do you think the reason why it's so economical right now is because it's early days and is it therefore advantageous for marketers who don't mind experimenting to get in right now because it's probably going to get more expensive as it gets more functional. I mean, do you understand what I'm asking? Do you feel like because it's so limited, it's super inexpensive right now and maybe it's a good time to get your feet wet and experiment with this thing because it's so affordable?
1: I think the more important part is experimenting with the content and testing out organic sales rather than paid because when TikTok ads is ready, when TikTok ads is I believe it will be as big as Facebook ads because of how focused they are on sales and and really making good sales. The best thing you can do is is create an account, understand what's being done on TikTok so you understand it before everyone else who just jumps on the platform whenever it starts growing like crazy and they they finally add all those targeting options in there. Because if you even try out three videos. You are more prepared than 90% of advertisers that come onto TikTok because they're too scared to even try and post because they're so scared of failure. And, you know, so what if you have a random profile that doesn't get that many views? At least you know those videos didn't work. So TikTok's going to tell you what works and doesn't work. And if you do have one that does work, that's absolutely worth the money. If you see something go viral organically, that's worth all the money that you can put into it on the TikTok ad platform because TikTok literally just told you the type of video that works. And now you know how to target those people based off of comments and the data that you're already getting organically. So yeah, I do think it's worth it to jump on it early and understand how to use it because not only is it worth it on TikTok, but what I'm seeing from posting on Pinterest, YouTube Shorts, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn TikTok videos perform well on most every other platform and specifically Instagram. And I know Instagram's already planning on on like monetizing reels. So you'll be even prepared for, you know, the next phase of what Facebook's planning for. Right. I think it's absolutely worth it.
0: Caleb, if people want to discover more about you or your podcast, where do you want to send them?
1: They can go to CalebMRoberts.com. Uh, slash SME. That's where they can join my group. That's where they can schedule a call and get a free download on how to start your business account on TikTok and just the first actionable steps.
0: CalebMRoberts.com slash SME. And then what about your podcast? What's the name of your podcast again?
1: The Business of Blowing Up. And and we go over businesses that have gone viral and blown up, no matter the platform and what happened in the back end. And, you know, if they were prepared or not for it and, you know, just the whole mindset of what happens when you do blow up on social media, because it's becoming easier than ever right now to go viral and to scale based off of what we're seeing off of TikTok and and YouTube even. So
0: Caleb Roberts, thank you so much for coming on and answering my barrage of questions and helping demystify just a little bit of uh, the TikTok ads platform. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was, it was awesome. Thank you so much.
0: And if we mentioned anything and you missed it, socialmediaexaminer.com slash 457 is where you'll find the notes. Are you new to this podcast? Be sure to follow us. If you've been a long time listener to the show, would you let your friends know by tagging me? I am at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.